Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bush Nerdly here with you. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do, pick up the telephone, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And so much news, it doesn't stop ever. We are in a continuous news cycle, folks. And today, you know, one week, two weeks. Two weeks ago, if you had asked most people what they whether they thought the country was on the right track or wrong track, it was clear that most the majority of Americans believed that this country was on the wrong track. I cannot wait to see the next the next right track wrong track poll. New York Supreme Court strikes down law allowing non citizens to vote. Hallelujah! The common sense isn't just coming. From the Supreme Court, it's now coming from the state Supreme Court of New York. The New York Supreme Court ruled today that a New York City law that allowed non-citizen residents to vote in municipal elections is illegal. Illegal. The law passed in 2021 by the New York City Council. Let me rephrase this to tell the truth. The law passed in 2021 by the corrupt Democrat Party of New York created a class of voters called municipal voters, compromise of non-citizens who shouldn't ever have been granted the right to vote in the first place. That's not what it says in the story. I'll read it the way it says in the story. The law passed in 2021 by the New York City Council created a class of voters called municipal voters comprised of non-citizens who reside in the city for at least 30 days before an election and register or pre-register to vote. Under the law, municipal voters were granted the right to participate in elections for mayor, public advocate, controller, borough president, and council member. The New York State Constitution explicitly lays the foundation for ascertaining that only proper citizens retain the right to voter privileges. Richmond County Supreme Court Judge Ralph Pozzero said in the court's ruling, it is this court's belief that by not expressly including non-citizens in the New York State Constitution, it was the intent of the framers for non-citizens to be omitted. The scheme, the crooked Democrat Party of New York, and de Blasio, who now wants to go to Congress. Well, this little scheme is over. Oh, here's another New York-related story. Yes, we are going to talk about the continuing ramifications of Roe v. Wade. Want to make sure we get to some of the other news. Yeah, we have someone on the line already. They want to talk about subway crimes. Did you see that phony baloney tour, that three-hour tour that Mayor Adams took in the subways? And then there's another story here. Mayor Adams claiming he didn't know that things were in New York were as bad as they are. We'll get to that.
Progressive leaders pride themselves on their forward thinking as they embrace woke ideologies for guidance in policymaking. Now, it seems the soft on crime reforms that have driven up crime in cities like New York have led at least one repeat offender to dub herself a professional booster. This is Michelle Kelly, McKelly, who was arrested, made off with over 100 bucks of merchandise, grabbed bars of cocoa butter, chocolate bars, soap, stuffed into a duffel bag at a CVS. She described herself to cops as a professional booster. She had been picked up for her 100th arrest. And you know what they did? Arrested for the 100th time, this milestone. I've now been arrested 100 times in New York. You know what they did? They let her out. They let her out. And prior to the 100th, she was charged once again with robbery, attempted petty larceny, criminal possession of a weapon. This woman has a feel, a, a failed to appear in court 27 times for prior arrest, five pending cases for her. Still, this woman, by New York's woke judges and woke Democrat Party, is out of jail. After being arrested 100 times, she's out yet again. Oh, Turning to another blue city, a subway worker, not the subway train, a worker in a subway shop, the subway, you know, subs, a subway worker in Atlanta was shot dead. Another was injured after an angry customer opened fire because they had put too much mayonnaise on his sandwich. The shooting erupted at the subway in a downtown Atlanta gas station at about 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. On a nice Sunday evening, too much mayonnaise on my sandwich. I'll kill one of you and shoot the other. Life in blue cities all across these United States of America. This is an exclusive from the Daily Mail. Here's the headline. Voicemail from Joe Biden to Hunter proves President did speak about his Chinese business dealings. Now, how did they get a voicemail? Well, Joe back Joe Biden's son Hunter backed up his iPhone on his MacBook Pro and then left the MacBook laying around, as we all know. And on that, all those denials Joe Biden has been making, oh, he never made it, never had any conversations with his son about his business dealings. Joe called Hunter on December 28th, 2018, saying he wanted to talk to him after he read a New York Times story about Hunter's business dealings with the Chinese oil giant CEFC. And Joe Biden said this. Hey, pal, it's dad. 
It's 8.15 on Wednesday night. If you get a chance, just give me a call. Nothing urgent. I just want to talk to you. I, I thought the article released online, it's, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And in other words, I think you're in the clear. I think we, I think, I don't think they hurt us with this. And anyway, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. He was talking about the Chinese business that he claims over and over again through his press secretary, et cetera, et cetera, that he never talked about with Hunter. Let us see if the mainstream, you know, the the Amazon Prime Washington Post had about 30-some-odd reporters and columnists. Every single day that you read that paper, there was Trump hate. Let's see whether they could actually even pick up the story and what they do with it. And that goes for the networks, too. That goes for ABC, NBC, CBS. Let's see if the Washington Times, I know Washington Times, let's see whether the New York Times will cover it. Eric Adams, our mayor, said he was shocked at how bad New York City had become after reviewing internal data upon taking office. Let me tell you something. When I started looking into this, I was shocked at how bad this place is. He said it was probably third, fourth week of January. He spent a lot of time in office. Started peeling back the layers. And it started to unveil to me how we just had this good show, but underneath, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Well, I bet you most of you knew how bad it was. Here's Mayor Adams. I had no idea how bad it was. Really? Most of us, Mayor Adams, knew how bad it was, know how bad it is, and know what you have failed to do, too, despite all the promises that, oh, you're going to fix things. Yeah, you're going to fix the crime problem. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of good theater from you. This mayor's great. He can put on a show, all right. He can go to the Met in a circus outfit. He can go hang out with the biggest elite entertainers in the world. He can go visit Los Angeles, Chicago and everywhere else he wants to go, and stand up and talk tough. New York's bad, he says. Has he done anything to fix it? I leave that up to you. If you think that the mayor's done something to fix this city, let us know. There's a story about Democrats bankrolling ads promoting fringe Republican candidates. Now, anybody that listens to Rush Limbaugh knows these two words, Operation Chaos. The Democrats are implementing it on a wide scale this election year. We shall see whether it is successful or not. There's a big article about how the the Democrats think they're going to get the weakest Republicans, these fringe kook Republicans, but there's a little admonition, a warning for Democrats at the end of this very favorable article that says, you know, Be careful what you wish for, because there are a lot of Trump voters out here still in the base that think that this election, this last election, wasn't, you know, on the up and up. And those people are running for office. You may be, maybe you think that those people won't get elected if you promote them, but they very well might get elected, which would just be juicy and delicious. All right, we have to talk about... The big story. By the way, the Supreme Court made uh, some rulings today 
The biggest one that has not been announced yet is the may the stay in Mexico policy of of President Trump. This this which will be whether this invasion at the southern border will go into even higher gear or whether it's just going to remain a full force invasion like it is right now. And that is what is happening at the southern border. We'll get into all that, the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, the other decisions when we come back. Don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush, Rush. <laughs> J5, bring us back. ABC. This was their second single, the Young Jackson 5. Out of Gary, Indiana. Lead singers, Jermaine Jackson, and of course, the one and only incomparable Michael Jackson. A high school football coach has scored a huge win at the Supreme Court. This is over the post-game prayer that this this coach, after the games were over, he went, he prayed on the football field, middle of the field, by himself. Eventually, some other students said, this is a good idea, I want to join in too. They went out and prayed with him. And of course, the liberals out in Washington, Bremerton, Washington, had a cow. First, they told him, stop. He went for a little while, he stopped. Then he picked it up again. And this became a huge issue. Well, went to the Supreme Court. And the court has said that this was not a case where the coach had violated the First Amendment's Establishment Clause. During oral arguments, Justice Clarice Thomas questioned how the prayer could be viewed as government speech given the school district's vehement and public opposition to the prayer. In other words, the government was lining up to say, oh, hell no, no pun intended, don't pray, don't pray. We don't want prayers. We don't like prayers. But he prayed anyway. So how could this be government speech? That's what Clarence Thomas wanted to know. Of course, Ms. Justice Elena Kagan had expressed concern during the oral arguments that as a coach who determines players' playing time, Kennedy's prayers could have had a coercive effect on students. Students might have felt compelled to join in. If they didn't, they wouldn't get as much playing time. Court kind of went past that, said, nope, this guy didn't do anything wrong. And this is what I mean. These decisions that have come down from the court in the last two weeks, put that together with the decision that came out of New York today, that illegal immigrants, that that non-citizens, excuse me, cannot vote in municipal elections, all of a sudden this feeling that everything has gone wrong in this country for so long. These rulings from the court may have people saying, oh, sanity is prevailing. This is a streak. 
What is also a streak is the lawlessness among Democrats. Now, over the weekend, if you're on social media, some social media, liberals went berserk. Clarence Thomas was referred to as the N-word and all of the N-word by liberals. And there was also a degree of stupidity. I mean, I don't really like to talk about other broadcasters at all, but there's one that's on Sirius, and he has a sidekick who's a black woman. And this black woman's sidekick said that uh, Clarence Thomas, she hopes he continues making conservative rulings go further back. Basically, she said, put him, put us, take us all the way back to slavery because then he'll be put on a plantation. Well, this is the black woman saying this. What the hell does she think would happen to her under that stupid example? But this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of rhetoric that the left is using. Of course, the actor actor Samuel Jackson had some very nasty race based things to say about Clarence Thomas. Alito wrote the ruling, so why are they all coming after Clarence Thomas? Ask yourself that. They're coming after Clarence Thomas. Diana, me, Princess Di, and I talked about this on Saturday because Clarence Thomas is now the intellectual force in the Supreme Court. And so what he says, remember all those stories about how Clarence Thomas doesn't say anything? He never says anything during all. They went on for years and years with this stuff. Well, now Clarence Thomas is opening his mouth, and these people are apoplectic. Here's a story from The Hill today that proves the point. Clarence Thomas signals interest in making it easier to sue media. Oh, no. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas on Monday expressed a desire to revisit a landmark 1964 ruling that makes it relatively difficult to bring successful lawsuits against media outlets for defamation. The Coral Ridge Ministries media sued the Southern Poverty Law Center for defamation for listing them as a hate group. Now, this little organization is a hot mess. The Southern Poverty Law Center. And they said Coral Ridge Ministries media that because they were listed as a hate group by the so-called civil rights watchdog group, they are a bunch of liberals. They're not anything to do with really watching civil rights, in my opinion. But Coral Ridge Ministry said that that led to Amazon excluding them as a recipient of charitable contributions from online shoppers, and it really harmed their reputation, et cetera, et cetera. The hate group designation lumped this Christian ministry with groups like the Klan, the neo-Nazis. It placed Coral Ridge on an interactive online hate map. It caused Coral Ridge to concrete financial injury by excluding them from the Amazon Smile Donation Program. And Coral Ridge maintains that this was all based on blatant, a blatant falsehood. Well, the court decided not to hear the lawsuit, but Clarence Thomas wrote a dissent. And basically what he's saying is, you know what, we need to revisit this law. And people that are affected by media lies and media defamation need to be able to sue these media companies. And that has liberals shaking in their boots because 
they use their media buddies to do political damage to their enemies. That's all this is about with the liberals. They are tied up with their with their other liberal friends and buddy pals at these nonprofit organizations, big media companies, big media. They work hand in hand for the Democrat Party and for liberal interest. So now if these people are unable to lie about you and are actually held accountable for the lies, why that would be devastating to the left. And they want no part of it. But Clarence Thomas, brilliant Clarence Thomas, sees what has been going on, how these laws have been abused, and what he's saying is we should revisit this stuff. Here's another article from The Hill today. This is like the third or fourth version of this story over the past few days. Thomas' opinion strikes fear in Democrats over how far court will go. Now, Clarence Thomas wrote a concurrent opinion. And this was with the Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Casey, I mean, I mean, Casey decision. And in that concurrent opinion, Thomas wrote that in future cases, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents. He argues that the Constitution's due process clause did not secure a right to abortion or any other rights that liberals say it does. And he wasn't finished. He named cases. Griswold versus Connecticut, the 1965 decision that allowed married couples to, married couples to access contraceptives. Lawrence v. Texas. 2003 case that barred states from outlawing consensual gay sex. Oberfell versus Hodges, the 2015 ruling that made same-sex marriage a constitutional right. Now, Alito and some of the other justices are, they are wary, and they are also saying, oh, no, 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 we're going to let that other stuff stand. It's just that Roe v. Wade and Casey, these were so egregious. But no, 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 don't worry about that. The left is scared of Clarence Thomas because they understand exactly what Clarence Thomas is saying. Clarence Thomas is saying we should return to the Constitution. Constitution didn't say that these things were rights. Therefore, these these issues belong within the state's purview. Now, I know that most of you, most of us probably don't want to see, you know, the state come in and start weighing in on contraceptives. Most people are with this whole gay marriage thing now, live and let live. I don't care whether gays get married or not, as long as it doesn't affect me. And I'll tell you something, most of the hysteria over gay marriage, that it would ruin marriage completely, never can, all that stuff didn't come to be after gay marriage. Life went on for most Americans, and Americans are pretty much, in my view, a live and let live bunch of people. Long as you're not hurting me, long as you're not hurting my family, long as you're not doing anything that active that actively intrudes upon my life, do you do you, I'll do me. But that's not the point of all this. Justice Thomas wants things done right. And by the way, many of these things, 
if held to a constitutional amendment, some of these amendments might pass. But certainly what Justice Thomas is saying is that for so long, liberals have used the federal government to bludgeon states' rights. Now, when you say the word states' rights, the left goes bonkers. Because under states' rights, Democrats have done some heinous things to American citizens. Democrats have misused states' rights ever since this nation was a nation. And so they understand how states' rights can be misused. But states' rights are a central part of our founding and the development of America. And Clarence Thomas has them petrified. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Your call is coming up. we got a few more news stories to get to, but your calls are definitely coming up. want to hear from you. 800-848-9222, coming back right after this. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. It's The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. WABC. Talk Radio 77, New York. Of course, we stream worldwide. Just get the WABC app. This is from Seal's debut album. This is called The Beginning. And indeed, it was the beginning of a brilliant career that's still going on. Now, there is a Democrat in Wisconsin, the governor there, Tony Evers. This weekend, he said that he's not going to charge doctors that perform abortions that are illegal in his state. One to six year. He's just going to give them clemency. And this is so typical of Democrats. If they don't like a law, what do they do? They just say, screw the law. We'll just do what we want to do. And yet they respect, they expect us to have respect for every law that they pass. And if we said anything like this, there would be outrage, total outrage in the media. And there, if you think that there's outrage now over a legally passed rebuttal or, or actually... When Roe v. Wade fell, these liberals are, as they always are, beyond furious. This congresswoman from New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was on Meet the Depressed two days after Roe v. Wade fell. And she, what she's saying is she wants people in the streets, hint, hint, that's insurrection violence. Or it could be interpreted as that. And she wants, quote, unquote, a hostile takeover of the Supreme Court. Well, what is that if not an insurrection? 
She also wants them impeached. Because what she's saying is they they didn't they didn't say this when they were they didn't say this when they were confirmed. So let's go back to their confirmation. Claim that they lied and impeach them. Other Democrats are talking openly now about what they were talking about. Let's pack the court. Let's have 13, 13 justices on the court, one for each circuit. Now, the insanity crowd in the Democrat Party and the liberals include a bunch of their entertainers. Green Day, the group Green Day, Billy Joel Armstrong and singer Janelle Monet at a concert. This is what Armstrong said. Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. This is what he says during a concert. F America. I'm effing renouncing my citizenship. He was over in Great Britain. He said, I'm effing coming here. There's just too much effing stupid in the world to go back to that miserable effing excuse for a country. Oh, I'm not kidding. You're going to get a lot of me in coming days. This is what this is what an American citizen says over in Britain. Play it, please. Thank you. <laughs> America, I'm renouncing my citizenship. I'm coming here. Sooner or later, he's got to show back up in America, even if it's just to pack up and leave. I'd love to see what kind of reception Mr. Green Day gets. There's the group Pink. Pink. And she says, in the name of your Lord, never effing listen to my music again. That's if you actually support this. Don't worry, Miss Pink. Nothing to fear there. I will happily grant you your wish and never effing listen to any of your music. In fact, I'll never listen to anything if I don't have to, anything that you effing have to say, period. It's a win-win. You don't have to worry about people on the other side that you disagree with listening to you, whatever. Now, of course, there's the violence. A historic Catholic church in West Virginia has been burned to the ground. St. Coleman Catholic Church. By the time firefighters got to it, was burned to the ground. This Catholic Church was built in 1878. This is what liberals call for. I mentioned to you the shock jock and his black accomplice. And his black accomplice says i she says i hope they roll it all the way back to slavery talking about clarence thomas and then they can slap him on a plantation this is the kind of idiocy sheer idiocy 
that comes from the left. I don't have anything against this woman. I don't know her. But I mean, this is the reaction that they're having. President Joe Biden, meanwhile, is saying, "Mm, I'm not for this packing the court business. And this may be one example where Joe Biden is trying to lead his party in a good direction. If these liberals think that they can just pack a court with 13 justices and get their way, when do Republicans get back? Why not 25? Democrats will get back. Why not 30? Republicans get back in. Why not 50? And pretty soon you'd have a Supreme Court that would resemble the Politburo. This is absolutely a ridiculous idea. But see, when all these years that you, all of you were pro-life, and you lived under this federally mandated genocide, you respected to obey the law. And what did you do? You obeyed the law, for the most part. We had a fringe kookies out here. We had a few fringe kooks out here. I will never forget some of these fringe kooks that actually killed that abortion doctor. I mean, that was ridiculous. How do you justify murder in the name of stopping murder? But for the overwhelming number of Americans that were on the other side of this issue, we worked through the system to overturn what was a horrible, horrible law, a stain on America, and it is finally gone. The work's not done, but this is a momentous, momentous decision. And what are liberals doing? They're vowing to disobey the law. They're out in the streets committing violence, burning down churches. Their entertainers are openly being racist and vile on social media, and in public. They're denouncing America because they didn't get their way. And because for a change, they're on the wrong side of a legal issue. They're behaving like a bunch of infantile jerks who don't understand our legal system at all or our way of government. They have no respect for the Constitution No respect for constitutional process. No, it's either you get our way or we'll disobey your law. We'll try to burn down your churches. There was one group out protesting F the church. These people are really showing America who they are. And if they think that this is going to win them votes in November, I hope that every single one of you who are offended by the behavior that you're seeing here will go to vote in December and send a message to these liberals that this behavior is disgusting and should never be tolerated in the United States of America. Your call is coming up. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy, back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. 
Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Wow! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good. The Godfather of Soul, James Brown, brings us back. WABC Talk Radio 77. I know. Get into your phones one more. I just got to do this real quick. Inside a Tennessee abortion clinic after Rose Fall. I think I'm going to hold most of this story till tomorrow. This story is all about women that are, these are the hard luck stories. And you see hard luck stories anytime the left wants an issue they roll out hard luck stories that will tug at your emotions because the situations are real, and this is one of them. But uh, we, this hard luck story also, let me just give you one hint at why I want to get to this. There's one line in here about a woman who is just, she's in a panic because now she can't get her abortion and one of the things that she's telling the person on the phone is, look, I cannot have this baby. I already have four. And you have four babies, and you know nothing about birth control, and your only option is to get an abortion? And again, I don't want to criminalize ladies. I don't know her full situation. Maybe she does have birth control, and maybe something happened. I don't know. But it really surprised me when I read it. I'll deal with this story, and there's another one here tomorrow. The end of Roe v. Wade has huge economic implications for male partners, too. In other words, whoa, you males, if you don't have abortion, you might actually have to pay for these babies, and that's going to make your life miserable. Really? I'll hold those stories to tomorrow because I really want to hear what people have to say. Let's go to the telephones. Mike in Newburgh. Welcome. You're on Boasterly's Rush Hour. How are you? Good afternoon, James. Um, I have some concerns. The recent ruling from the Supreme Court, I'm wondering if, you know, we've won this battle, but is it going to affect us with the war in November and also in 24? Because I think places like New York that have Abortion, pretty much whatever you want it. Um, I think they're going to strengthen their uh, their coffers, and uh, it's going to make it harder for a, for a Zeldin or Giuliani, or even the legislative change here. And then other states, it might affect the governorships and legislatures in red states that you know, which would be more likely to put limits. So it could really gin up the support on the left to uh, 
make things more difficult there, which long term will affect us with the national, we know, with the 24 election, if we have less Republican governors and legislatures when it comes to the election laws. Okay, I I understand. Let me let me address it this way, Mike. I totally get it. And what you're saying makes logical sense. It's very logical. And you presented it in a very well thought out manner. Uh, My reaction to it is simply this. We have to do what's right. And that's it, regardless of the consequence. Roe versus Wade was the federal government nodding and winking to genocide. It has always been wrong. This is a law that should have never gone into effect. We are not saying that abortions are outlawed throughout the United States. This is now happening in the states. There's not a woman in New York City, New York State, that will have a more difficult time getting an abortion because New York is not, uh, is not hostile to abortion. They want as many as possible to happen here. In fact, the attorney general talked about how proud she was to go get her abortion. You go to California, the same. What is happening is that people in states where they view this very differently now have a choice. They don't have to live under a government that supports this genocide. I am not personally worried about the the 2024 elections or the 22 midterms. If Republicans cannot make the case that life is something sacred, if Republicans cannot make the case that we should not be supporting organizations like Planned Parenthood who, who dismember babies and sell their baby parts, if we can't make a case that the Constitution of the United States is worth keeping and worth honoring, then we shouldn't even be in office. Okay? So I think that Republicans need to run hard on the righteousness of this decision. And I wouldn't back down one moment from these people, some of them that are saying that America is an effing horrible country like this, this, this person over in England. I'm, I'm frankly not worried about the elections. But I understand, Mike, the political considerations that you raise. And I know a lot of people are raising them. So I, I hear you loud and clear. Stephen in North Carolina. Welcome. You're on Boston Airways Rush Hour. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, James. Uh, long t- long-term uh, Rush listener. Listen, um, this is tangentially related to all of the issues you've been discussing today. About um, maybe 15 to 20 years ago, Rush first started talking about the deep state, and it was based upon an article uh, from a Washington media source. I haven't been able to find that uh, in whatever Googling that I, I'm able to do. I'm wondering... In your own archives, do you think you could locate that original article? I do think that we can find that. I do think that we can find it. I wanted to say it was Edsel, but it's not. That's another one. Um, I know what you were talking about. I think it was a Cotevilla article. I'm not sure. I know who knows. Princess Di knows. And I'll ask her, and we'll see whether we can get that information to you, okay? Can I give her my contact information then? No. What I'll do is I'll just announce it on the air. That's all. Oh, we'll just do it that way. I'll talk about it. Okay, thank you, Stephen. Appreciate your call so much. Thank you. Sid in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Thank you for taking my call. I'm incensed at Rudy Giuliani's behavior today, shilling for his son. His son has no experience, really, in politics at all. And all that free time to get him to run for governor will only put Giuliani in as a backup governor. I liked Giuliani before. I think he did Donald Trump a big disservice in his behavior 
of how he clowned for him when he was trying to get that. I think the proper place for you to weigh your objection is on Rudy's show. Rudy takes calls, call Rudy, and express your views to him. I have stayed out of the governor's race in terms of the primary, telling people who to vote for, as I do most primaries. I don't get involved with the primaries. Once the Republicans in the state or the country have made up their mind who they want to select, then I decide whether I want to support that, that person. I love Rudy Giuliani. And I think if you have any problem with what Rudy does on his show, rather than call me, with all due respect, Sid, you should call Rudy. And, and you can talk to Rudy. Rudy's open to taking telephone calls. But I hear you loud and clear. I thank you for calling. But the proper place for this complaint is with Rudy. Thank you, well Sid. Appreciate. What's that? Well advised. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Sid. I hope to hear from you again, Sid. Thank you. Okay. Leonardo, <clears throat> Essex County, New Jersey. How are you, Leonardo? I'm doing great. Landmark decisions. I'm so happy that... Even uh, the lefty Queen uh, Justice Ginsburg said that Roe v. Wade was finally, she said it was bad law. So that came from her mouth. And thank God for uh, your show. And I wanted to say, too, about that church in West Virginia, it's blasphemy what happened there. And the guy, uh, Billy Joe Communist, that's over in London with Green Day, I, it, their music's terrible. I hated it the first time I ever heard it. And if he doesn't stay in London, the only regret that I have, Bo, is that he wasn't in the church in West Virginia when it burned oh, down. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa. Up until that moment, I was with you 100%. Look, I know was death like that on anybody. I don't think that that's what, I don't think we ever need to stoop to their level. That's the kind of stuff that pours out of the left's mouth that we find offensive, just like this guy ragging on our country. Let's not be them. Let us be the better angels, or at least try to be. We all have our flaws, but let's not do that, Leonardo. I love you, man. I want to hear from you again. Thank you. Mike in Oceanside, Welcome. You're on WABC. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerly. It is Bo Snerly's hey. Rush Hour. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I have a couple of questions. Uh, you were talking about voting. Now, when they say you don't have to be a citizen, does that mean also the illegals coming over or just people who have been living here for years? Non-citizens that were here for 30 days. They made no distinction about legal or illegal. If you registered and you were a non-citizen, New Yorkers said you could vote. So, yes, it was giving, unless there's something that I did not read in this that wasn't reported, it was giving illegals the right to vote. And, by the way, New York's not the only place to try this scam. Hmm. Someone comes over into this country legally. They're here three months. They know it can't speak the language. What the hell do they know about this country that you're giving them the they right know to you vote? Can get, they know you can get benefits. They know you can get your health care for free if you're in California. I'm not trying to be funny. They know that you can apply for benefits. They know that the government here in certain states will take care of you and your family and give you benefits that you can't get in your own country if you are able to break our laws and cross our borders. That's what they know. George, you have 20 seconds. That's all I can give you because time is running out. Tom's River. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to say one thing that I said to your call screener. D. James Kennedy from Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in uh, Fort Lauderdale said, we become a nation that kills babies and babies 
killers, and that's all I have to say. Thank you, George. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tomorrow. If you called and didn't get on, please call us tomorrow. We'll try to move your call up. Let us know you held. Anyway, time's out. Remember, Catch It Night coming up next. Remember, WABC streams worldwide. Get the WABC app. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Boast Nerdy's Rush Hour resumes tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Hope you're here for it. Bye.